Oh, he joins us right off the bat. It is Pete Moylan. What up, What's up dude? How are you, man? I'm great. How are you? Good. Love the lid. Excellent you know, choice of hats today. Thank you. I wanted to make you feel comfortable and relaxed in this setting because I know you get very, very nervous to do yes. this sports entertaining thing. I am a big time, big time nervous guy. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Uh, I'd much prefer you throw me out on the mound right now than have me do this um, any time of the week. But okay. uh, I'll, I'll do what I can do, man. I'll try and let my personality shine. Okay, well, unfortunately, I do not have a mound built at the Rose Compound here, but I'm working okay. on that. I'm working on okay. it. All right, quick question for you. How Shoot many me. different pair of glasses do you own? I own, uh, well, that's a trick question, but I currently have two or three in rotation. Okay. Why is uh, it a trick question, by the way? Because I have, I have a ton of Oakleys that I used to wear uh, that had my prescription in them that I've Got kept it. throughout the years. So... Technically, I have like 25 different pairs, oh. but I rotate three. I've got a, uh, a camouflage pair of Oakley Sprogskins. I've got this clear one, uh -huh. and then I go with just a plain black to give myself more of that like Art Deco look. Oh, yes. Nice. I like it. Okay. My wife says I look like an artist when I wear those ones. So, you know, cool. Get that role playing thing going. When we... <laughs> Got it. So the sex appeal goes right through, right through. Correct. The, the accent, the accent wears off after fifteen years, Rosie. By the way, that's that's a fake accent, guys. He's from the Bronx. <laughs> Don't let him trick you right now. Yes. Uh, let's get it going with two of the biggest stars we've got in this game: uh, Tatis and uh, Slim Daddy Vladdy. Golly, that's man! Big, big weekends for both of them. Vlad, a huge weekend, but Tatis with a monumental grand slam to help mm -hmm. the Padres come back in uh, in Queens yesterday. Yeah. Game on the line. You are the pitcher. Which player would you rather not face? Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, look, I think if the bases are loaded, I'd rather not face Tatis. Okay. If the bases are empty, I'd probably go with Blatty. But you, can't, you cannot change between the two of them right now. They're both doing things that are – that we've never seen before. And the youth movement in this in this day and age is just so exciting. I can't pick, Rosie, honestly. Um, well, here, I give just, me a favor here. How would you pitch? Give me how you would pitch one of these guys. <laughs> See, that's the beauty. Doing. That's the beauty of what I did as a pitcher, right? I didn't have a lot of choices, man. I had a sinker that went like this and a slider that went like this. So it was 50-50. And whatever the catcher put down, 99% of the time, unless I was feeling something that was way off base, I would just say, yeah, man, let's do it. I had the beauty of having catches that would just let me let me just look at signs and throw. So mm -hmm. I'd have to attack sinkers in off the plate and sliders off. I'd give them nothing that they can get in contact with. But you saw Tatis yesterday took a slider that far off the place yeah. and deposited it in left center gap at 400 and something feet. So it's you just got to try and guess right and hope that they're guessing wrong. It's, and they're so locked in right now. That's just how it goes. Okay, so I looked up some stats because obviously I don't have the experience of being on a pitcher's mound and trying to throw to these guys. But there's a category somewhere that I found called late and close. And I have no idea what determines late and close. But I'm guessing High leverage. It, it, high leverage, but I don't know what yeah. that means. You know, give me some right. numbers. Does that mean it's one run? Does it mean it's, it's got to be – I would say down by one or two or uh -huh. up by less than three it would be the late and close. All right, you're making my head explode. At any rate uh, – Tatis's OPS in this category is 958. For Vlad, it's well under 700. So okay. I'm just crunching numbers here. Clutch, Gene. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I'd rather face Vladdy, 
but maybe not this weekend at Fenway, if I'm going to put that caveat out there. So there Probably. you go. I'm trying, right. like, the way that he does it, too, it's not just like he's hitting balls that are off the plate. He's hitting balls. It's not, he's not just taking advantage of mistakes. He's doing it like his old man used to, which was just if you throw it in this general area around the plate, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. By the way, if you're just joining us here on John Boy Media, a big shout-out to Pete Moylan, who's filling in for Trevor Plouffe. He is up in Minnesota hanging out at Joe Maurer's uh, charity tournament. I know they got a little golf and some other stuff, but that's all right. We've got the crazy Australian with us today to hold it down, mate. All right. Uh, great great series getting started on the south side of Chicago. The top two yeah. teams in all of baseball. you got the Rays and the White Sox going at it. As of right now, in the middle of June, which one is the more complete team, in your opinion? You can't go past the Rays. The Rays just do this every single year. They have an uncanny ability to take guys and find out what they do good and exploit it or take advantage of it and fill them with confidence and tell them that that's all they need. Like, as far as relief pitchers goes, they find guys that are on the, the, the pile for other teams and just pick them up and find that one pitch. So you literally you, – you never can count them out. They lose Charlie Morton. They've got, they, they keep losing players. They go get Rich Hill. Rich Hill, you know, mm-hmm. when I look at Rich Hill, I'm like, okay, well, they're just, and then he, he just keeps doing it. I know. He keeps doing it. And, and the, the White Sox, despite, I think the White Sox need that clubhouse fire to get them going. Like they need the manager to be an old man. They need, <laughs> to be tension in the clubhouse. They, I think that that works they for the White Sox. I yeah. think that really works. And I think, you know, when you look at their starting rotation, you've got Lynn and Giolito and Keuchel and their bullpen's ridiculous. And they've dealt with so many injuries. I think you can never count the Rays out. But yeah. as far as excitement goes and as far as potential, I think the White Sox are probably maybe one bullpen piece away from making a real impact. But you go into a playoff series with Giolito... And Lance Lynn at the top, then you're going to be feeling pretty good about yourself. No question. Uh, so you mentioned Rich Hill. He is actually uh, the guest on, on the latest episode of the Rose Rotation, which just Man. dropped today. So we have a lot of fun covering it. I was going to say. Um, so the Sox are built like a more traditional team, right? Yeah. They've only had seven different guys start uh, on the mound this season. Right. All five of their guys have an ERA under 4-2. Keuchel's the only one that's got an ERA over 4. Liam mm-hmm. Hendricks has 17 of their 19 saves. In the meantime, the Rays have six different guys that have a save. They have 11 different guys that have started a game. So the way they're constructed is so different. Mm-hmm. And you look at the Rays lineup and you're like, really? Like, this is what you got to face it all of a sudden. Now, they strike out a ton. They lead the league in strikeouts. And their OPS is kind of middle of the road while the White mm-hmm. Sox are doing great things. But, man, before you know it, they're coming back in every game. Yeah. They've, you know, they've won something like, 28 of their last 33 or some ridiculous number. So they just, yeah. you know, they just get it done. Um, you so know what I the key is? One, I would say the Rays as well. I'm with you. I'm with the Rays too. But the key is with that, and I'm finding it a lot with the Braves this year, with the struggles this year, is that the key to the Rays is that their bullpen holds any lead or any deficit totally. that they have. So that gives them a chance to say it's a 5-3 game. That 5-3 game in the third inning doesn't look as bad when it's a 5-3 game in the sixth or it's a 5-4 game in the sixth because your bullpen's managed to stop the other team from scoring any runs and allows you Mm -hmm. to come back in those games. When you have a weaker bullpen, that 5-3 game turns into a 7-3 game in the fifth and all of a sudden the hitters are like, okay, well, that's it. So I feel like the Rays with their bullpen and the way that they just mix and match. I went to their depth chart. And I couldn't tell who was the starter and who was related. So it's, and that's the fun part as well. And this is, but we talk about playoffs. 
And, you know, they've been to the playoffs a few times now. And they, I think they're that one big Scherzer-like starter or a Verlander st- or a DeGrom-style starter. They've yeah. got Glass now. He's ridiculous. But they need the extra guy as well. I think they need a second guy. That's a great point because, you know, that's the thing. The White Sox know who they're throwing one, two, three in the divisional round. The Rays go, yeah, we got Glass now and, and we'll figure it out. But exactly. really, really good stuff there. All right, yeah. up next, the Phillies. They sweep the Yanks in a brief two-game set. They've won four in a row. They've won seven of ten. They're over five hundred for the first time since, like, May 21st or so. Is this a National League East championship-type team now that they're starting to get healthy? See, you wear your Braves hat, but you asked me to pump up the Phillies. So but I'm going to go way. <laughs> I didn't ask you to pump up the Phillies. No, no. I, I asked you if. I'm a bitter man right now because of the way that the Braves season has gone to this yeah. point. But I'm also a realist. And I think that deep down, I think the Braves still have a chance to run away with this division. If they could just run away, just get on a roll. And I know everyone, the Yankees are doing the same thing, but I just think they, they're too good on paper. They've run wow. through some, they've obviously run through a lot of crap to this point. Um, wow. They've lost some players. They're dealing with injuries like everyone is, but, I just think that core, one through four, one through three, Albies and Acuna are going, Freeman going at the same time. I think they can do it. I think our biggest competition is going to be the Mets. And I say Al, I shouldn't say that. The Braves' biggest competition is going to be the Mets. Okay, so you 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 didn't even answer the Phillies part of the question. You, to, that, to you, they're third or fourth place team at that. I think they're a third place team right now, but I think they've got the potential. Again, if they can get it rolling, they've got Nola, they've got Wheeler, They've got right. guys that can, at the front end of that rotation, that can shove for seven, eight innings and give them a chance to win a lot of ball games. They've got Harper. They've got Rio Muto. They've got studs. I get it. They're a scary team, but no one in this division has seemed to really grab a hold of it and run away with it, which is no. what's keeping my, my perspective is that if, if they can just tread water until something clicks, then that team's, one team's going to take off. I'm just not sure which one's going to be it. I, don't I hope so. it's not the Phillies. I hope it's I, not the Mets. I don't think any team's taken off. I think it's just going to go like this the whole time. Injuries. And the, and the lack of consistency with these teams, I think it's all going to be tightly compacted all year. And for me, actually, as a baseball fan who doesn't have a dog in the fight, that makes it a lot of fun. Very quickly, a lot of people sure. in the chat are saying you look like somebody. Can you take your glasses off momentarily for just a second? Okay, look forward. How often do you get Ben Affleck? Not very often. Do I really? Like eight people in the chat have mentioned that you look like Ben Affleck. Like old Ben, like Joker Ben Affleck or like late smoking cigarettes Ben Affleck? Joker? Like, wasn't, oh, Batman, sorry, Batman. Oh, my Batman. Bad. Yeah. 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 Got my superheroes mixed up. <laughs> oh, uh, do you have a favorite Ben Affleck movie, by the way? Uh, probably The Town. That's or... a great one. Yeah. I stop and watch it all the time when it's on. Yeah. He is excellent in it. Really, really um, good. Yeah, really. And you know, The Accountant was pretty good, too. The Accountant is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the first one with Matt Damon where they won the Yeah. Yeah. Uh, geez, oh man, this is what's kind of the greatest world. movie. Uh, I keep having Shawshank's in my head for some reason. Shawshank, help us out, some... chat. Help, help chat. us out. Come on, yeah. yeah, someone with the movie in the '90s where they wanted, you know, how you like them apples? Oh my yeah. god, I can't even remember it. This is what happens when you get foggy brain. God, no god. one's there helping us out. Goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Cute little note on that one. My yeah. best friend was roommates with Matt Damon at Harvard when Damon was writing that script. No way. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? True story. Yeah. I know. It's true. It's true. How do you like them apples? Yeah. I mean, you just flexed on me a little bit. That's, uh, that's kind of well, cool. It really wasn't. 
it wasn't my flex. <laughs> if Jay Novotny was on the feed right now, it would be his flex, but I'll flex right. him on. All right, yeah. next one. Sure. Uh, let's make this one quick here. There's okay. a report out there that we're going to do a TSA-style check of pitchers. I can't make this one quick. <laughs> For people who didn't follow the story on the goop on the baseball, it sounds like we're going to have a TSA-style check. Starters are going to get checked at least twice during the game. Relievers are going to get checked at least once. The problem is if they get checked before they come into the game from the bullpen, once they get into the dugout, they're not going to get checked. Like a starter could get checked the second time. So if a teammate wants to slip them something or they put something on in the dugout, we could still have problems. You're going nuts over this. What do you got? I just think we're going to like just just it's 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 trying to focus on something that needed to be stopped. I understand that. But just go back to sunscreen and rosin. That's literally all we need. Or the league sanctioned sticky something so that everybody has the same thing that they're using. But then you're dealing with the issue with, well, how do we know what is actually under the hat or how do we know what's on the forearms? The policing of this is going to – you can't have people scanning them as they come into the – you think you've just finished your 30 warm-up pitches in the bullpen, then mentally – you come down the stairs to open the gate and there's a guy standing there with a wand or a blue light trying to find <laughs> sticky substances on you. Like, that's not going to work, man. Like, I understand that there's a problem and I understand that there's an advantage that's been taken by pitchers that is, it's bad for the game. So and what do we do, Pete? If we don't do a TSA-style check right now, what do we do to make sure that guys aren't cheating their asses off the last three months of the season? I don't know how you stop it. They've let it go too far. Here's how you stop it is that, you stop changing the baseballs, which make pitchers have to get something to make it grippier. I'm with you, but all that stuff isn't going to happen until the off season. So we can right. let's table that. Do we just right. throw our hands up and say, "Hey, we got to deal with it because baseball made its bed, and now they have to lie in it"? That's my point. You can't make a change quick enough for it to take effect this year, unless it's it's just gonna it's just gonna take away from the game. It's gonna take away from. I already hate replays because of how long they can seemingly take when it's a straightforward, everybody that can see it can go, all right, well, that was out. But why are they taking two minutes to make the call, right? Mm -hmm. Now we're dealing with another part of the game that's going to, they want to speed the game up all the time, but they keep introducing things that are increasing the length of the games. Right. Replay two minutes at a time is bull crap. Having checks for sticky substances. Guys stepping out of the box and doing spin arounds and, and like there's so many things that they can do to to speed the game up that don't involve changing the integrity of the game. Well, listen, I would say this. I'm all for the TSA check. I think we have a full X-ray machine when they come into the game. You can get uh, sticky stuff pre-check if you get it, you know, pre-check screening. You could even do the clear, you know, where they check your eyes at the airport. You know, hell, well, we know that you don't have any sticky stuff in your past. You, however, sir, are going to have to get the individually checked by our TSA agent. Let's go for it. Let's They're going to find a place to put it where they can't check. That's the issue, right? It's either under the hat. It's You can put it under the tongue. You can put it in the gums. You can put it in the ears. You can put it anywhere. Wait a second. Did you just say you can put it in your gums? Yeah, like under the, underneath your tongue. Guys put it underneath their tongue. Get a little sticky stuff. Teeth, by the way, are they? Oh, no, of course not. These are I beautifully, yeah, five years of uh, five years of races got me these porcelain beauties. Um, but, yeah, you can – guys got it on their belt. You see guys spray their pants. Like, you're not going to make a guy strip down naked and stand out there in the outfield to get patted down and then come in and yeah. pitch a ball game. It's just – it's gone too far. Yep. It would definitely change the look of the game if they did it. hundred percent. We've got a long way to go, and we're going to be arguing this point for weeks, if not months, on end. Yeah, uh, I agree. Thing. 
I'm yeah. sure you have been a victim of the Philadelphia Fanatic at some point over your National League East career. Over the weekend, he did the old, you know, stomping of the Yankees helmet yeah. uh, with the old mallet, and it did not please Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, what was funnier? Was it the skit by the Fanatic or the reaction of Stanton? Nothing surprises me in Philadelphia. I got worn out from the first appearance at Citizens Bank Park, but Stanton's reaction was pretty funny. Like, that takes a lot for him to grab a mound beater-upper and smash a, a Yankees helmet in front of the Yankees dugout. But Stanton's look was perfect. That's what I would have done as well. But Philly, yeah. that, nothing surprises me in Philly, ever. I know. It's good. He's, listen, he's, he's one of the OGs, the fanatic. Yeah, his, exactly. His, in my opinion, his stuff doesn't get old, but it's – He's it's, the best. He is great. All right, yeah, what do you have coming up uh, on the farm? You and Kelsey Winger to have, the, have that dropping uh, Wednesday. Farm to fame. We're about to record here in about 20 minutes. Kelsey left a phone charger in Florida, so we're sorting out some major uh, oh, technical issues. But we're oh. going to be filming here in a couple of minutes, and then that'll be out on Wednesday, yeah? But that's plenty, that's plenty of baseball. College baseball is getting exciting, too. I know. Real I know. exciting. By the way, shocking that number one Arkansas does not even make it to the College World Series, um, upended by an unranked NC State team. So Trey Turner and uh, Carlos Rodon and my buddy Dan Plesak are all very happy since they all yeah. went to uh, Wolfpack Nation. So that's cool. Dayton Moore. Dayton Moore and the Moore kids are devastated. But Arkansas had a great year. Unfortunately, this is the this is tournament baseball, right? Yeah. Hey, once again, Rich Hill. Uh, the new episode out on the Chris Rose rotation. I'm about to hop on with um, John Boy and Jake. Wish me luck. I'm going to be out in the talking baseball filling in for Ploof today. I'll be wearing Beautiful. a different hat. So you Beautiful. Can see one we tune into. Pete, I appreciate, before we go, can you teach me quickly how to do an Australian accent? Yep. Uh, say razor blades. Razor blades. You just said rise up lights. Razor blades. Razor blades. Rise, razor blades. Razor blades. There you go. Beautiful. Do, do I officially get my passport? <laughs> Am I, I will send you with your COVID vaccination pass. You get your Aussie, Aussie language card as well. That's perfect. Hey, yeah. thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. It was a ton of fun today. We've got another special guest tomorrow because I think the golf tournament is actually tomorrow for Plute. So oh. make sure you tune in 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 8.30 a.m. Pacific to find out who's going to fill Plute's cleats, at least for one day. Pete, mm -hmm. tell Kelsey hello, and we'll see you around the Boy Media family. All right, bro? See you, Rosie. See you, man. Good job, man. Talk to you. See you. Peace.